Welcome back. You are listening to Nate the Hate on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcast. Be sure to like the video and subscribe. And as a reminder, we do have a Streamlabs link in our description below on YouTube. So if you would like to support the channel, you can donate as little as a dollar. Ask us a question and we will answer at the end of the episode. Donate $100 or more. We'll dedicate the episode to you. We have no dedication today. So let's get right into the topic. First, I want to introduce my co-host, Modern Vintage Gamer. Hey, what's going on, Nate? Great to be here and uh, excited to get into today's topic. Yes, today's topic is something that we have not discussed in quite a while, and it is the fun, happy-go-lucky company known as Nintendo, a company that we begged to get away from for quite a while, and (laughs) we then did due to Microsoft and Sony populating the gaming world with a constant flow of news, be it acquisitions or just the introduction of their next-generation hardware. And now we are returning to Nintendo, who has had a stellar 2020 somehow. And I mean somehow by the concept of this was a company that was radio silent from the months of March to the end of July, and yet they were selling record-breaking numbers when it came to hardware. And that trend is continuing. As of the end of September, Nintendo has had the best-selling hardware in North America for 22 consecutive months. And that's nothing short of astonishing, especially when you think of 2020 as a whole. I mean, we've had a pandemic. People have had economic you know, uncertainty. And Nintendo's release schedule beyond Animal Crossing, and I guess you could go all the way up to 3D All-Stars, really lacked a killer punch. None of the games were particularly hardware movers but animal crossing did come out moved a lot of hardware especially in march right around the time people started to enter you know quarantine and were looking for something to do but the sales continued after animal crossing and they have not stopped it is being reported via a leak that nintendo sold in the area of 660,000 switches in september 2020 and that is Wii number territory. That's Ooh, historic. That's crazy. Crazy numbers. And it's not just North America. It's also Japan. It's Europe. Nintendo Switch hardware is selling at a record-breaking pace. And we've seen the reports from, you know, from Bloomberg and Japan where Nintendo may have increased their shipment numbers to the area of potentially 30 million units for the current fiscal year, which would bring us to the end of March. And that is a number that really very few pieces of hardware have ever eclipsed or even approached. So if Nintendo is to ship 30 million pieces of hardware by the end of March of next year, that is just wow. That is a stellar year. And I think a lot of people are probably under the impression that maybe 2020 could be the peak year of Switch performance And I'm going to come out and say it right now. I don't think that's accurate. I think 2021 might be the peak year when it comes to Switch performance in terms of hardware sales and even maybe software. We had an incredible year right now with Animal Crossing moving upwards of 20 million units very quickly. And now 3D All-Stars has moved over a million units in just two weeks. And all these sales aren't going to slow down anytime soon. Nintendo's coming into holiday 2020 in a incredibly strong position. And they are going to basically keep this pace from what I can see well into 2021, maybe even early 2022. And people might be saying, well, how's that possible? 
But before we get into that, let's briefly discuss how Nintendo has turned 2020 into their, as of this moment, banner year when it comes to overall software and hardware sales. What's the now, secret? How do you how do you stay quiet for so long and sell so much? Because <laughs> if I can figure out how to do that in my career, I'd, I'd be a very rich man. What's what's the secret there? I guess that secret is Nintendo's patented magic. It's the evergreen software library. Over the last three years, dating back to the March 2017 launch, they have just peppered that library with quality software. Breath of the Wild remains a top seller in most regions. You have Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. You have Mario Odyssey. And now you have Animal Crossing, which really brought in that casual audience. And... You know, that's sometimes just enough to live on. You yep. still have, you got, you know, you got the few third-party releases here and there to kind of fill the release schedule, which is, which it was always a problem for Nintendo's previous consoles. Like the Wii U, you had releases pretty much from launch until December. And then you only had about, you know, maybe one or two big releases between the months of January to what felt like, forever i don't think they had another big release until like june or july that year Mm -hmm. and with the switch it feels like it's constantly having something to play be it on the eShop or a retail third-party game and even if they're not necessarily big games like you know and by big games i'm talking to the area of like a devil may cry 5 or resident evil 3 remake right they're still quality enough to get people interested and the switch does have one big advantage it's hybrid nature and it seems like people are still interested to see games like the witcher 3 in a handheld form factor and you just kind of pick up the switch you buy it you pick up some of these games and then you choose your play preference do you Mm -hmm. like to play it undocked do you like to play it docked and i think that's kind of why the switch is moving at a historic pace that nintendo hasn't seen for their own hardware since the ds and even the wii but it kind of has that element of lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Can you really, like, as strong as 2020 is, in the back of my mind, it's still the idea of how much of this was accelerated due to the current setting that the world is in. Like, when I look at Animal Crossing, there's no doubt in my mind that a lot of those sales had been accelerated due to quarantine and lockdown. Absolutely, absolutely. Hmm. You might have been interested in the game, and then all of a sudden you're in a lockdown for two, three, you know, four weeks, and it's like, well, I have nothing else to do, so I'll buy that game earlier than planned. Or maybe you were going to buy a Switch later this year, that happened, you said, well, I'm going to buy the Switch now, and I'll pick up some of those games I was interested in because I have nothing else to do. Now, that's where you question the longevity of it. How is this sustainable? And Nintendo has somehow sustained this momentum, and as you brought up, they were silent for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. So, yep. I mean, I am definitely taken aback how they have managed to make a year where they were so cautious and conservative when it came to announcing release dates and software, and they have found nothing but sales success. Yeah, it's almost like it's it's worked in their favor you know having having that i don't want to say that downtime because they haven't really had any downtime but just 
getting their ducks in a row for 2021, which it seems like is going to be a huge year for them, all things, you know, considered. It's it just, we've got a couple more releases to go this year. It's been a very tough year for them, no question about it, but they've they've come through it and they've, I mean, they've just made so much money and they've sold so many units. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think next year is the year for them. You know, it's, and I agree with you, Nate. I think, you know, this year was, was, was huge for them, but I think next year potentially could be even bigger. Yeah, because when I look at this year in terms of software, it really came down to Animal Crossing, Clubhouse Games, Paper Mario and the Origami King, yep. 3D All-Stars, and Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Do you count Tokyo now, Mirage Sessions in there as well? I mean, that was very um, early on. It was early on. It was was January or February, yep. and it is a quality game. Oh, we also had Pikmin 3 Deluxe. Forgot about that one. Mm-hmm. What everyone forget about Pikmin? <laughs> <laughs> I love Pikmin people. Yeah, it's okay. Me too. I love um, it on the Wii U. But when you look at that lineup, it's really not a lot of brand new software. Tokyo Mirage Sessions is a port of a Wii U game. Pikmin 3 Deluxe, an enhanced port of a Wii U game. Yeah. 3D All-Size Collection, a collection of ports. So the only brand new games were just really Animal Crossing, Clubhouse Games, Hyrule Warriors, and Paper Mario. Mm-hmm. And when you think about this entire span of 12 months that Nintendo only had a four original games, I don't think anyone's going to out there and say, well, that's a, that's a great year from Nintendo in terms of output. Yeah. They may have been quality, right? but the number of releases had definitely come down to what we have seen in prior years. And that can all be associated to the big pandemic. Yep. Nobody, it's not like anyone is sitting here blaming Nintendo saying, darn you, why didn't you have, why didn't you plan for this? Nobody could plan for it. We had Square Enix come out very recently and said, the pandemic put us on pause. Mm-hmm. We didn't know when we were coming back to work. We couldn't make any progress. And that's true for basically every studio in the industry. But Nintendo somehow managed to have one of their strongest years on record for any hardware during a time of great tribulation. Yeah, it's an incredible They've turnaround. They've been moving hardware. In- incredible turnaround. I mean, it is. Yeah, if you if you on paper, like if we looked at a sheet of paper and it was the end <laughs> of 2019 and we, we had a list of all the games that were coming out that Nintendo was going to release first party and we looked at them, we'd be like, man, this looks like a a B-minus type of year for Nintendo, you know? But yeah. they turned it around in, in incredible style and you got to give them credit for it. You absolutely do. I mean, nobody had any doubt that Animal Crossing wasn't going to be a success. The game was always set to be a big success. It was just a question of, how much of the successes are we going to look at? Are we going to, like, I don't think anyone had on our projection sheet that it was going to sell 20 plus million units in three months. Yep. Nobody would have said it. Now, even Nintendo didn't expect it. Nintendo came out and said it sold our lifetime expectations in just over a month and a half. So not even Nintendo expected such massive sales this quickly for this release. So they were taken aback by it. Mm-hmm. And but it was immediately after that they just went silent. I guess the casual audience 
began to embrace the switch. They understood its vision and they rushed in. And we saw a surge of sales with Ring Fit Adventure. People were stuck at home. Nintendo has a fitness game. They almost came close. Maybe they actually achieved it of getting that Wii Fit, Wii Phenomena recaptured. The Blue Ocean strategy, if you Mm -hmm. will. Yep, yep. And it's just crazy how we can look at any discussion that even we were having in early July of Nintendo. You got to talk to us. We know you have games coming this year, but, you know, it's time to talk and then they did. They began to detail their year. And now, I don't think, as we actually said, the second they announce those games, no one's going to remember the prior six months. And nobody remembers the prior six months. Everyone remembers September or maybe August when Nintendo started to flesh out the remainder of their year with Pokemon DLC, Pikmin 3, Age of Hyrule, or Age of Calamity, Hyrule Warriors. All of a sudden, those are the new focus. And I'd say the majority of Nintendo Switch owners who have an interest in the Zelda franchise are excited about Age of Calamity because everything they've been showcasing in the trailers is they're focusing on narrative, not so much the gameplay. They want to push this as this is the prequel to Breath of the Wild that you want. Mm -hmm. And that's going to pay dividends for them. Now, is this necessarily going to be the best-selling Musou game of all time? Maybe. It has that possibility. The games aren't overly popular. I think it only would have to sell in the area of 5 to 6 million units to become the best-selling Musou game of all time. That is a high order. But it is also Nintendo's big holiday release for this year. And they've been leaning into the lore of Breath of the Wild hard with the game. So even if you aren't a Musou fan, the game may have captured your interest. And for me personally, the main reason I'm buying Age of Calamity isn't for the gameplay. I want to see the story. I want to see how the character arcs play out. I want to see if this links to Breath of the Wild 2. And I'm sure Nintendo is banking on that exact marketing strategy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I agree with you. I, I'm not a fan of the uh, the Warriors games and the Musou games myself. I'm probably going to just get it and put it on easy mode and just blitz through the, the <laughs> campaign and just sit back and really enjoy the story, which I think is going to be is going to be A+. I'm looking forward to the game. Yeah, and when it comes time to discuss Game of the Year, in a fairly odd situation, I could see this being one of the years Nintendo may not have a contender, and that's not diminishing the value or the quality of a game like Animal Crossing or even Paper Mario, I just don't know if they would actually get the recognition from a setting like the Game Awards. I'm not talking about YouTube channels right. or individual outlets. Right. I'm talking about a mainstream event of award, you know. Yeah. I don't know if Nintendo has necessarily a Game of the Year, but they had one of their best years when it comes to sales. And it's kind of funny when you break it down in that type of manner because the biggest sellers year to year are typically games that the gaming community of enthusiasts are the most vocal about disliking. And that's things like sports games, Mm -hmm. shooters. You never see Call of Duty up for game of the year, but it's always one of the best-selling games. Right. Or FIFA. It's always one of the best-selling games, but you never 
it's never going to be nominated as game of the year. It'd have to be a really bad year of releases for a soccer game to be a game of the year contender, or it would have to have one hell of a single player. Yeah. And it feels like that's what Nintendo kind of hit this year. They just made a, a lineup of quality games that have strong sales. They're not going to get award recognition and it worked in their favor. And I think 2020 is going to be a year we look back in history when we look at gaming as a whole and it's going to be analyzed of what did Nintendo do here and is this a strategy that could be replicated but I don't think anyone knows what the strategy really was other than let's just lean on that quality library that we built and hopefully it's engaging enough to have fans come to us yeah and I I think that's that's all they really needed to do I mean you've got you've got Animal Crossing that is the anchor game if you will that is just going to continue to sell and then you release um other games around it they 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 all do very well and then plus you've got you know your, your classics like mario kart and mario odyssey and breath of the wild people are going to want to play those games as well i mean i guess the you know the byproduct of having a pandemic and and, and being you know at home assuming that you were you know that you are working from home is that now you have the ability to you know to branch out a little more and maybe play some of these games or get these games for your kids and have them try them out i think it's i think it's worked in their favor and you know it's even though the pandemic was such an awful thing it's such an awful thing it's been really good for nintendo you know as much as i hate to say that i think it's it's really helped them out and, and helped them get through a very tough year you know and i think their strategy was was a good one you know like they they didn't they didn't necessarily spend millions and millions of dollars on on new things they they had a list of things that they were they they were trying to accomplish this year it was fairly conservative as far as budgets on most of those releases that they they brought out and it's it's really kind of paid dividends for them and now you know they've they've had a killer year as as far as making money and now they're going to invest a lot of that money that they've made into next year which i think is going to be absolutely huge but one question i have for you nate is we know that age of calamity is is going to be well we, we we're almost certain it's going to be it for nintendo for this year i think i think we're, we're pretty confident it is but what do you think they'll show us between now and the end of the year we know that there's going to be a trailer you know there's there's got to be something at the game awards my my pick is a breath of the wild 2 trailer tease maybe at the game awards okay. but with age of calamity um coming out does that still fit with with that you know that that concept or do you think They've got something else for us. We'll be back after a quick break. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomized genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes... It doesn't quite work. And you have, you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the gaming blender on all your favourite podcast platforms now. 
it's a tough question to really gauge because it would be such a tight window from the time that Age of Calamity releases to when the Game Awards takes place. And I think in a normal year, when Nintendo announced Age of Calamity, I think that would have been partnered with a Breath of the Wild 2 trailer. Because when they did demonstrate the trailer for Age of Calamity, I did see a few social media comments and even some ridiculous articles that were curious, is this actually Breath of the Wild 2? Is Breath of the Wild 2 canceled and it became Age of Calamity? And I could have seen them in a normal situation say, we're going to show these two together so that there is no confusion. Mm -hmm. That this is Age of Calamity, here's Breath of the Wild 2, it still exists, here's a quick update. So as for your question of will we see it potentially before the end of this year, I would still side on the idea that we may mm-hmm. we may see it it would make sense for it to be at the game awards because you could use it to build up some hype for age of calamity in a way but at the same time you don't want to take away attention from age of calamity especially in december which is typically nintendo's second best-selling month when it comes to hardware and software behind only november so it's tough maybe that's the situation where they show us something with age of calamity dlc or something to that effect, and then you show us something with Breath of the Wild 2 where maybe the two link. What about this? And this is this is left field, <laughs> way, way from left field. But last year at the Game Awards, mm-hmm. Microsoft showed off the Xbox Series X. They unveiled it at the Game Awards. It was a oh. pretty hype announcement. It was. Do you think Nintendo is going to uh, un- or hype us with some new hardware <laughs> announcement maybe coming out next year? Maybe teasers with something? Is that, is that their the style? At the Game Awards? Ooh. Uh, no. And the reason really just comes back to that December is Nintendo's second strongest month. Even I with, don't see even, them. Even with PS5 and Xbox Series X, do you think yeah. they 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 have any interest about what's going on with the Series X and the PS5? Or do you think it's just they're going to continue um, doing what they do and that's you know the way they've always for done this, things yeah for this shot for this shopping season i think they continue with the way that they just do things because ps5 and xbox series x and series s are going to be hampered by supply issues and nintendo that's where you sit there and say we're not going to announce a revision this year because we don't want to lose our momentum we want you to buy our hardware in november and december yeah. for those last minute gifts when you can't buy a new xbox or the new playstation you're going to buy a switch or a switch Lite. And we want those sales. Mm-hmm. So going into like the game awards and saying, here's a Switch revision or Switch Pro, whatever you want to dub it, feels very non-Nintendo. Yeah. But when I look at the game awards from last year, Nintendo basically had no presence. They did, they, did they? I, the only thing they announced was the Marvel DLC, I think. Um, yep, they had the Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 DLC yeah. and then Square announced Bravely Default 2 or switch at the game award otherwise it was a very quiet year from nintendo which made sense their big game was going to be animal crossing which came out as we know in march and nintendo didn't really have anything between november to march and that's where this year is really complicated i could see them bring breath of the wild 2 i think they need to give us an update on that game you haven't discussed the game we haven't seen the game since e3 2019 and you kind of begs the question of 
why did you show it at E3 2019 if you were going to go radio silent for a year and a half, potentially two years? And I know due to, you know, the pandemic plans got shifted. I would have bet, you know, all the money I have that the original plan for Nintendo was to have Breath of the Wild 2 out in March of 2021. Mm-hmm. And that makes more sense of why you announced that at E3 2019, you likely want to have a big showcase, maybe at E3 2020, which led to the release in early 2021. Those plans obviously got scrapped because of everything that happened. And now it's, man, do you go into the Game Awards with that? You could, but maybe you use that time to highlight 3D World Deluxe again. Yeah. Has more casual appeal, more mass appeal. Yeah, you kind of use that as a big moment. Yeah, I mean, get 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 people excited about, you know, the the games coming out in January and February. There's there's one part of this and and maybe I'm just, you know, getting too ahead of myself here, but do you think Nintendo is concerned about the fact that, you know, Johnny and his PS5, the loading on on the games are instantaneous and then Peter with his Xbox Series X He's going to be playing games with really fast loading. He's going to be quick resuming in and out. And then you've got someone with a switch and it's taking them, you know, a minute and a half to load the next level in Age of Calamity. Do do you think Nintendo is thinking about those things? Because next gen will be here. Like as soon as those new consoles come out, we're into next gen and all of a sudden you've you've taken advantage of these new features and i'm not talking about 4k because that's that's a separate conversation but do you think nintendo is concerned that they do have a system that doesn't compete with with you know the next gen and I, again i'm not talking about 4k and processing power but i'm talking about in terms of like you know loading speeds and and you know just overall kind of performance snappiness of 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 the user interface and all that kind of stuff do you think that's a a concern of theirs i could see it being a concern of theirs in the back of their minds but it might be a situation of what can we do about it we nintendo operates best when they focus on what they do best and that's make games for everybody make them good and that's why the switch has been a success up to this point and i mean to the switch's defense the user interface is pretty quick Mm -hmm. turn that system on boots right up you're usually in a game just in a few seconds now yeah you know load times in game are going to be a far cry from what we're seeing with the playstation 5 and the xbox series x with those ssd where it's just near instant and load times have virtually been erased and yeah i think nintendo is aware of it, but I don't know if they necessarily have a means to combat it. And the one thing for 2021, and maybe this is Nintendo's answer to it, is that, yes, there's going to be a Switch revision of some sort. If we want to call it a Pro, or whatever we want to dub it as, there is going to be a Switch revision. And the rumors, or the reports out there that have said it will have 4K functionality, that's accurate it is going to have some sort of 4K functionality. Now, that does not mean it's going to be native 4K rendering any of these games. It could still be 4K upscaling. It could be DLSS, 4K type of handling. We really don't know the full extent Nintendo is going to go with this 4K asset for the Switch revision. 
Now, if the Switch revision is their answer to the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series S or X, then Nintendo is still going to come up short. You are battling titans. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's not really a battle that Nintendo is all that unfamiliar with. The Switch versus the PS4 and the Xbox One was another battle for them being Goliath versus, or them being David versus these two Goliaths. And yet somehow Nintendo made it work. And they made it work by being different, by offering things the other two could not. And at this point, we have a clear understanding of what the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X are offering gamers. And that's 4K, 120 frames a second for some games. And the big thing, as far as leaps compared to the current gen and this upcoming generation, is really the SSD and speed, as you brought up. And that's a difficult area for Nintendo to compete, but I guess it's a matter of, does the mass audience necessarily care about that in this moment? You're going to see the load times be virtually non-existent. And I guess over time, even if the load, let's say on the Switch is 20 seconds, and the exact same game on the PS5 and Xbox Series X is one second, you might say right now 20 seconds isn't that bad, but once you become familiar with that instantaneous load, that 20 seconds is going to start feeling like a lifetime. Yeah. And that's the big obstacle for Nintendo. So they might actually have, maybe they have a year before that problem really becomes, you right. know, known to the mass public where it's like, damn, I got to wait 15 seconds. Do you this think, is ridiculous. Do you think the Switch Pro will have some benefit hmm. as far as loading loading speeds um i mean if it has a slightly yeah. boosted cpu that that implies it will have faster loading just by definition of you know decompression is 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 faster and 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 things like that but i mean I guess, do you think yeah. there'll be a, an ssd controller inside the new revision it's hard for me to imagine that that would be the case um you know that that to me yeah. that sounds like a new generation not a new revision yeah it's tough to really tell what direction they'll go with the switch revision itself and this is a good segue into why nintendo 2021 is going to be a far better year than nintendo's 2020 and the big reason is the switch revision itself this is going to sell units it's going to sell to folks like you and me we're going to double dip especially if the enhancements are significant mm -hmm. and it is a complicated scenario for nintendo of where you know where they go with this if we compare this to something like the new 3ds to the original 3ds let's say you increase that cpu to a you know a two to four factor mm -hmm. over what's currently in there but with the new 3ds the gpu didn't change yeah, clocks remain the same. It's just a CPU. They got the upgrade with some RAM and other areas. So I think the Switch revision is going to be more basically everywhere, but it's not going to be enough to say it's a successor. It's still going to be a revision, pure and simple. This isn't going to be a stopgap successor. It's going to increase it to what they want in terms of you know resolution and such. I still don't think they can bring it to a point where it could even compete with an Xbox Series S mm -hmm. in terms of load and just general speed. Right, in, in terms of teraflops or raw power, mm -hmm. right? The, yeah, you're right. I yeah, agree with that. No way. And 
one area that I think Nintendo was kind of ahead of the game, even when it came to the original Switch that you have in hand right now, is that the system had a limited amount of RAM. But Nintendo had allocated such a small percentage to the operating system that because they made the operating system basically nothing. I mean, everyone boots up their Switch and just looks at this simplistic screen and says, yep, it's icons and it loads up the game. And that's why it's so fast, because it's simple. Yep. And now we're looking at even Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5, and they focused on speed over flash. Like, yeah, the UI still look cool, but it's we have better technology. Let's make this stuff fast. No more waiting. And Nintendo kind of looked at it and looked at the technology available to them and said, let's make it quick. Mm-hmm. This is a gaming machine. You boot up the game, boom, done. I mean, look at 3D All-Stars from main screen, from the Switch home screen to hitting A on the icon. You're in that game in about two seconds. And it's actually pretty impressive that Nintendo was able to pull that off. And so the Switch Pro... I don't think it's their answer to the next gen. It's more them fixing a problem of their current hardware. Yeah. Which is CPU, you know, bandwidth, bottlenecks. Joy-Con drift. uh, They could address that even without a pro. (laughs) I agree, but I think think this will be kind of the the line drawn in the sand where it'll it'll be taken care of. We can hope. And I guess resolution is the bigger issue, I'd say. Yeah. You want to make those games look a little cleaner. And I know a lot of people are going to say, well, we're going to have those PS5 ports or the Xbox Series X ports that are going to be impossible on the Switch. And yes, you're right. But a lot of those games were likely never coming to the platform to begin with. We know, especially Western-based companies, they still have some sort of aversion when it comes to Nintendo and any hardware they put out. And it's not a power issue. Sometimes it's just... We don't believe the base is there. Switch has helped alleviate some of those concerns because they've had had games like Mario Kart 11, uh, Mortal Kombat 11, mm-hmm. sell well. Yeah. And it shows that there is an audience. The problem with that audience, and if I'm a company like WB, is, is that audience fickle? Did you only buy it because you had the Switch and you were curious as to how it would look and run? Or did you buy it because you genuinely wanted to buy a Mortal Kombat game on your Nintendo platform? I'm I'm in the first category. I mean, that's why right. I buy... Unless it's it's a, a game that I really, really want to play on the Switch, a lot of the times I'll pick up a game just to see how well it runs. Like The Witcher 3. I mean, I love the game. I've yep. beaten it on the PlayStation 4 and all the DLC. I bought it on the Switch because I wanted to see firsthand how well this thing ran and then, you know, to mess around with the overclocking features and all that stuff, which I thought was <laughs> was great. But, I mean, am I going to play through that campaign again, which is like 100-plus hours? Probably not. But it's great that it exists, you know. Yeah, and Witcher 3 went on to major numbers. I believe it has shipped or sold upwards of over a million copies since it was introduced last year. So, I mean, that's a huge success for CD Projekt Red. And everyone there who brought the game over to Switch. It's just a question of now if there is another... If they brought Cyberpunk, just as an example, it's not coming to Switch. But if you did, would you have found that same success? Probably not. People are going to look at that game and say, I want the best visual experience I can have. Yeah, it's 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 like Doom, you know, 2016. It, it's, a, okay. it's, a, an, a, it's an amazing conversion. You could almost say it fits in one of those impossible ports, right, that we talk about yep. sometimes. 
But, you know, are you going to favor that over a 4K version on your PS4 Pro or your, you know, on your Xbox One X? No, I mean, I think I think it definitely has its place, especially if you're someone that, you know, travels a lot and, and, and you know, you want to take, take the game with you on the go. But to be perfectly honest with you, the game looks quite blurry, you know, if you're playing it on you know in dock mode it doesn't doesn't have doesn't hold a candle to the other versions of the game now in portable mode it looks great because it's a smaller screen and and it looks quite clean but yeah i mean i think the witcher you know is is very similar to that as well it's technically amazing but is it something that i would play as the mainline version of the game no i don't think so yeah and i think that's where the switch pro or Switch Revision coming out next year is going to address some of these concerns where it's going to make it more appealing to play some of these games in docked mode. You're going to clean up that image enough. It's still not going to compete with PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X, but it's going to make those games like Breath of the Wild 2 or maybe Monster Hunter Rise. It's just going to make them look cleaner and you're going to feel a little better about the Switch purchase, and especially if when it has its 4K, even if it's something as simple as upscaling, mm-hmm which the Switch hardware does not do for whatever reason, even though it can. Nintendo just opted not to allow it. As long as you have that, it's going to make the image, you know, cleaner, more presentable. And if they do go as far as implementing something like DLSS from NVIDIA, that can be a game changer. Now we're actually being, you know, you can render the game at 900p, and get it to 4K, and it will look incredibly clean, mm-hmm. which is something that you know the Switch hardware itself cannot do. Right, and that would actually buy Nintendo some time. Yeah. Now you know you can make the argument that would including such a feature make the current Switch obsolete or anything like that. And you know it comes down to your preference. If you don't have a 4K TV or 4K monitor, it doesn't matter. Switch is still presentable on 1080. Yeah, I I think it'll be very similar to the 3DS and the new 3DS approach, where Uh your existing model will not be obsolete by any fashion because, and I'm sure we'll get into this here shortly, but there's going to be some great games that are continuing to come out for the Switch, and next year I think is primed, no pun intended, of um, some very big releases coming out, and we can get into that, but... But yeah, if you have if you have an existing Switch, I mean, it's still going to work great. Um, you'll get yes. some benefits from a new Nintendo Switch. That's what I'm calling it. But it doesn't necessarily mean you need to upgrade to one. Like, there's no there's no reason to get one if if you don't need to. I think if you're if you're happy with the hardware, um, Nintendo is going to look after you with some some great games over the next couple of years. And I think there's not, no, nothing yes. to worry about. Yeah, whatever the Switch revision ends up being, even with its 4K functionality, it's still just going to be a companion to the current Switch and the Switch Lite. It's not looking to replace either of these. So games coming out are still going to be compatible across this family of hardware. We're not They're not looking to replace the current Switch. And I know people like to go back to the NX statements from Nintendo, specifically Iwata, where he had ambitions to create a family of systems similar to iOS. And that may have been the original plan, but as we all know, you know, Satoru Iwata passed away. We don't know if Nintendo's internal planning has retained that blueprint or if they have since adjusted it 
to follow whatever technological trends have emerged. I mean, DLSS is still new technology. It's something that has only sprouted in the last two years. Absolutely. The, the concept of AI upscaling, I think, is very exciting. Mm -hmm. And I think you're right. I mean, I think once we see either DLSS become a standard or, you know, some other, I'll say, low-powered AI upscaling that mm -hmm. can be applied into portable hardware that runs on a battery that doesn't, you know, drain the battery too much as far as the additional strain that it would ha it would have, then yeah, I think it's um it's something that they most definitely will utilize. And and you're right, I think we've only really started to begin the discussions about you know the whole concept of upscaling via AI techniques. Yep. Yeah. And with Nintendo being partnered with NVIDIA, they'll certainly be at the forefront of this technology. And if NVIDIA has it ready and at a working state that Nintendo is comfortable with, they will deploy it. And maybe we see it with this revision that comes next year. You know, it remains to be seen. But if it's not in the revision, I'm sure it will be in the true successor hardware. And I think Switch hardware for 2021 is going to have amazing sales because you're going to have the current models on the market, the light should continue to sell. And this new premium revision will get the double dippers. And if it does replace the 299 model on store shelves as just, you know, the only option you have, this way Nintendo can keep the price at 299 and then still have the lower priced light, then, you know, the hardware is going to continue to move. You're just going to keep selling. And then we got that software. And yep. Just based on software we know, this is software confirmed for 2021, Nintendo is coming out of the gates strong. We know in early 2021, we have Super Mario 3D World Deluxe and Bowser's Fury. Then we have, well, I guess it hasn't been announced as far as an actual release date, but it should be early 2021, new Pokemon Snap. Mm -hmm. Yep. Then we have Balan Wonder World. That's not necessarily a big seller, but then we have Monster Hunter Rise, which is going to sell incredibly well in Japan. Yeah. Western reception should be interesting because Monster Hunter World did gangbusters in North America. It's going to be big. It's it's going to be fun to see how this game performs, but it's it's a big software for Nintendo. And then we get into what 2021 has the potential to be. And I'm going to look at this from basically studios and their absence of 2020. Mm -hmm. so first up, we start the year with Super Mario 3D World Deluxe. Yep. 3D Mario game enhanced. But Nintendo's 3D Mario team hasn't had a release since 2017. So we're now looking at four years since their last release. That says to me, it's time. It Odyssey is time 2. for a new 3D Mario game. Odyssey 2? Oh, man. You think they continue the Odyssey line? I don't know. Um, it's it's a tough one, right? I mean, they could. It, it, was, it was very successful for them. But they could take it in another direction, of course. I mean, it's hard to really know what's next. Um, I, I think if I was to, to speculate, I, I would say it's Odyssey 2. I think that formula worked really well for them and, you know, don't, don't mess with what, what works type of thing, you know? 
Yeah, I can see an Aussie too, especially if they continue with the hat mechanic. You still want to use the Joy-Con for the movement and stuff. Kind of continue what you had with the Galaxy line where the Wiimote was so pivotal to both games and how you played. So I could see how Odyssey 2 would make sense. Not going to dismiss the idea that it is to make a new 3D Mario game, but hell, maybe even a 2D Mario game. We haven't had an original 2D Mario game on the Switch yet. We had a port of New Super Mario Brothers U, and we've had Mario Maker 2. Mm-hmm. But we haven't had a 2D Mario game for the Switch to call its own in a traditional sense. And, you know, it's 2021... It's definitely set up for a new Mario game beyond 3D World Deluxe. Yeah. And it's just, I guess, it's just a question of what. And then we have Zelda. Yes, yes. Yeah, 35th anniversary, anniversary, right? 35th anniversary. We're ending 2020 with Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, which, you know, is the prequel of Breath of the Wild. We know Breath of the Wild 2 has been announced. And then... They dropped the trailer at the Game Awards for Breath of the Wild 2. (laughs) And yeah, right. Well, it's the anniversary. <laughs> yep. You do a little more with the anniversaries, unless you're Mario. Then you just get a cupcake with a, you know, a little candle on top. So we're getting. But, so you're saying we're getting Breath of the Wild two, and we're getting a Zelda collection. Yeah, I yeah. think. I think Nintendo is set. I think they've set themselves up for that, and it's really just a question of timing. Yeah, if I would agree. If Breath of the Wild 2 is now a second half of 2021 release, and I believe February is Zelda's anniversary month, Mm -hmm. okay? Now, I'm not saying that an anniversary-type release has to release in February. But if it does, maybe that's the announcement at the Game Awards. Maybe they announce... Twilight Princess, Wind Waker, and Skyward Sword HD, or maybe just Skyward Sword HD at the Game Awards for February 2021 release. It's, uh, so you that's huge. don't do Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah, I mean, that's possible. That's possible. But what about... So it's next year is four years, right? It's it's kind of, we'll yep. say, the midpoint of, of the hardware we uh we we feel pretty confident we we're speculating that there will be a Eurovision switch that gets announced let's say it comes out in march 4 okay. years after 4 years to the day of the original switch do you then drop zelda day and date with that new hardware and get people really excited it's it's like you know history repeating itself right It'd be pretty big you could do you could do that and it would actually match the last few revisions switch light came out with Link's awakening yep new 3ds had majora's mask 3d correct so if we come into march 2020 you have switch revision and it has let's say skyward sword hd or zelda collection it matches nintendo's historic patterns and it would get people excited for the year especially if you announce that collection and you still give hints that Breath of the Wild 2 is planned for 2021 and be like, sweet, I get to revisit some of these HD 3D Zeldas, and I'm going to keep it to Wind Waker, Twilight, and Skyward. So you think I don't that's think they're going to go back collection? to the um, I, I'm gonna I'm going to counter you a little bit on that. I, I, feel like, I feel like Ocarina of Time belongs somewhere. I just don't know where it belongs, but that game is, is one of those 
one of those it games is. that's just iconic and it needs to be on the switch oh, i just man. don't know where what? they would fit it though whether it's a mm. um it's part of that collection or maybe there's i don't want to say two collections but is it you know <laughs> um volume one volume two type of thing volume one is ocarina of time majora's mask and maybe another earlier 3d game and then the one that you mentioned is kind of the the other mm. one it's hard to say well we do know they have the emulator they do that they use, yep. for, use for mario 64 what's preventing them from maybe just putting ocarina of time and majora's mask from the n64 on the eShop using that emulator nothing and i think goes back to my speculation of why nerd built an emulator for the 3d all-stars collection it was not something that it was not a one and done thing it was now we have this emulator and we're going to use it on future titles and i think i think you're right i think um you know the n64 games could very well you know go down that path of maybe they just release them on the eShop or as, as separate releases or or I mean, yeah or let's get a little crazy for nintendo we know how they are with their ip they don't like to devalue them they could potentially use that emulator and introduce nintendo 64 games to nintendo switch online and maybe as that celebration of we're bringing n64 games to nintendo switch online we're going to introduce because it is zelda's 35th here's ocarina of time and majora's mask as that you know headline yeah those headline games to get the service up and running now if nintendo want to get crazy february it is the beginning of the zelda anniversary but it is also still within mario's 35th year which nintendo concludes Mm -hmm. at the end of march so what if you threw mario 64 or you announced intentions Mm -hmm. to bring mario 64 and the zelda 64 games to nintendo switch online that launches april 1st yeah after the current fiscal year ends but i guess i'd feel pretty burnt out if I just bought the 3D All-Stars collection. <laughs> well, so, I mean, you know, we did, we did hear that they were, you know, releasing them separately. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, it, it does make sense that they could introduce the Zelda games, the N64 games on Nintendo Switch Online. And knowing Nintendo, it could well be a time thing as well, as, as much as I, yep. you know, don't want to say that. It, it it seems like they could absolutely do that. But yeah, I mean, I think they'll definitely have something, you know, in February or March, maybe March when, when you know, the anniversary of the Switch and um, Zelda both kind of coincide that they would have something ready to go with, with some new revision hardware. Yeah, I mean, I'd be very surprised if 2021 comes and goes without seeing at least Skyward Sword hd arrive on the switch i think that is pretty much a locked in type of release so when do you and, see breath of the wild 2 then where does that fit because that has to be next year yeah i'd definitely say it has to be next year and it gets a little complicated because if we do anticipate the idea that nintendo has a 3d mario game for next year then you have to figure out which one do you plot in for holiday you're not going to put them really close together because you don't want them competing they're both high caliber games um 
one's got to be summer, one's got to be holiday, you would think. And I would yeah, probably have Mario as the summer game. I think I would agree with that. I think I would put Mario as kind of that late August, mm-hmm. September type of release because they did release Sunshine back on the GameCube in August. And I could see them kind of copy that again. And that's actually what 2021 in my mind is remind is kind of looking to potentially replicate is when Nintendo had the Trinity on the GameCube release, yeah, which was Wind Waker, Sunshine, Metroid Prime, all in a single calendar year. Mm. And that was like, whoa. Yep. Now, Metroid Prime is considered one of the best games ever made. Wind Waker has its legions of fans and Sunshine is can set. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so with... With Metroid's anniversary also being next year, yep, it seems like it's a uh, prime time. It's prime to... time for some Metroid. Prime time for some maybe that Metroid Prime trilogy. It's got to be man. Like it, it, it has to come out now. Like it's, it's it um, whether it's a remaster, I'll say, or whether they go the emulator option. Because you know they have that emulator now, right? They they can emulate GameCube and they can emulate Wii games. We we know that this to, this to be true. So, yes. whatever whatever fashion it comes, mm-hmm. I think we'll see Metroid Prime trilogy next year. Metroid Prime Four, I'm not yeah. sure about. I think they have to show a trailer of Four if they bring the trilogy. You have yeah. to kind of you know, do the market market each other. The big question mark for me is. We've known about a 2D Metroid now for years. Yep. I don't know if that would necessarily hit in 2021 with the Prime Trilogy. They could, because Nintendo did release Fusion right alongside a Prime game. So it's not like they're fearful of releasing a 2D Metroid next to a 3D one. But that was also you know, two different pieces of hardware at the time, GameCube and Game Boy Advance. Yeah. If you had a brand new 2D Metroid... I guess you could still make the argument you could release a 2D Metroid next year and have Prime Collection release because one is, you know, a collection of older games. It's, you know, it's had its time on the Wii and the Wii U even. And a a new 2D Metroid might excite people more. And the sad reality is, and I hate to say it, I know people are going to get upset, Metroid simply isn't that big of a franchise. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, I love the Metroid franchise. It's it's one of my favorites, but... You're absolutely right. It it just doesn't hold a candle to some of the the bigger yeah. ones that they have. And I, I could see maybe you try to do both of them. I would say definitely next year, with it being the anniversary of the franchise, whether Nintendo celebrates it or not, in you know a meaningful manner, we will get a Metroid game in 2021. And I mean, think about what we have said so far. We're anticipating a 3D Mario game, a Zelda collection, Breath of the Wild 2, a Metroid game, and I, that's a small bit of what I'm anticipating in 2021. I mean, we still have third-party games that are going to come from Nintendo's partners beyond something of just like Monster Hunter. And I'll drop a little piece of information for people right now. Ooh. A game. The first game, this is their first release on a Nintendo platform. The company is known as Quantic Dream. They released such classics as Heavy Rain, Beyond Two Souls, 
And if people have been paying attention to this year, they have expressed interest in publishing. And they are going to publish a game on Switch in 2021. Is it now, Detroit? It is not Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not Detroit. But maybe it's something for people who might get excited about to see that a company like them is showing some interest to publish a game on Switch. I'm not saying it's necessarily a Quantic Dream developed game, just that Quantic Dream is porting or publishing a game on Switch in early 2021. And it's interesting to see that type of company find value in Switch, that this is actually a platform they're looking to maybe bring their brand on in some way. And it's clear that they see value in it, that they want to publish a product there. So. That's something to be interesting about, and third-party support should be stellar on, you know, sw the Switch and Switch revision in 2021. I mean, third-party support for Switch in 2020 was, I'd say, I'd, I'd say it was solid. It was solid. There was a lot of, yeah. a lot of ports of games, like you know, we had Bioshock. Yep. Great trilogy of games. We had the Borderlands games. We had XCOM. Outer Worlds, I think, was this year. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's been very long. Um, Which is getting you know, you patched, a, by the way. Yes, it's getting a patch this week. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this was, there was a lot of variety in terms of third-party support, and I expect that will carry into, you know, 2021. I anticipate that Bravely Default 2 will be in early 2021 release as well. Yeah. And, you know, I think we'll see a lot of support from Square Enix, We'll see support from a lot of the Japanese studios. We know Atlas has Nocturne HD coming early next year as well. And Shin Megami Tensei V will also be next year. And we have a Disgaea 6. Yep. Be a lot of Japanese support for Switch next year. And that's where I think the software that we didn't get this year, we're getting in 2021. And that's just where it's going to be this banner year. It's just going to feel like, I hate to say it's, it's going to feel like nonstop. I think we're going to have a far better pacing in terms of Nintendo releases and third-party releases than what we saw in 2020. And it's just going to kind of feel like that barrage of software that we haven't felt since 2017. And that's a high, high bar that I, I know I'm raising. Mm -hmm. but I think 2021 is going to match, if not surpass, the software output that we saw from Nintendo and third parties from 2017. Ooh, I mean, I, yeah, it... it Oh. <laughs> I, I mean, you could be onto something. I mean, if 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 we've got Legend of Zelda, we've got a collection and Breath of the Wild too. We've got a new Mario game. We've got 3D World Deluxe. We've got a Metroid Prime trilogy. Maybe a 2D Metroid as well. I mean, that's that's huge. You know, that's that's even just that alone is, is, is big. And then there's obviously there's a lot of other things we don't even know about yet and i think you're right nate it, it could be their biggest year next year and i'm i'm definitely looking forward to it one question i have for you though do you think they were holding back a little this year to get their ducks in a row for next year or do you think because everything is like the 35th anniversary next year they were always planning on 2021 to be the way it was going to be or the way it's going to be I think some of it just happened to be happy coincidence. It was, and that's a terrible term to really use given everything that happened, but it yeah. was kind of like, 
this is how the world's unfolding. This is how development has been paused. This is how localization has been hindered. We're going to have to push some of these projects into 2021. And it just so happened to be that it correlated to an anniversary date. Right. It was kind of like, you know, like, oops, happy accident. And they can use this, you know, to their advantage. Now, if you do have a Zelda collection in Breath of the Wild 2 in a single year, wow. That's amazing that you're going to have that much, you know, Zelda on the the anniversary year, which is essentially free marketing when it's an anniversary year. Right. Because you can do simple things like here's Zelda jeans. Yep. You're going to always have in people's minds. And then you start the year with 3D World. Now, that was a game that was supposed to be a late 2020 release, 3D World Deluxe. Yeah. It got pushed to 2021 and Pikmin 3 essentially took its place. So now if you have a 2D, 2D Mario or a 3D Mario for 2021, that was likely the plan all along. It's just, well, Deluxe happened to get slid into this year. You weren't supposed to be here. You were supposed to be a bigger part of Mario's anniversary in the preceding year. But, hey, what can you do? Now, one franchise we haven't actually touched on, and it's also their anniversary year, is Pokemon. Yes, that's correct. And... We know we have new Pokemon Snap. They're ending this year with the DLC packs with Crown Tundra coming out in November. And we know Pokemon typically has a yearly release when it comes to the mainline games, whether it's a port or a remake of a previous generation. And that's what we could be looking at for 2021. Like, I don't think new Pokemon Snap is replacing the possibility of a remake or the third version of Sword and Shield. I think we'll get one of those in 2021, which just further strengthens that lineup for a year. What about and the uh, Diamond and Pearl remake stuff that we... we I, feel like that's, I feel like that's been rumored since the 3DS. <laughs> well, I think it has actually. <laughs> it gets rumored every single year, but is, is it Diamond Diamond and Pearl next year? Could be. Could be. It could be. It could be Diamond Pearl remake. It could be. What would you do after Sword and Shield if you did a third one? Um, Lance Spear. Yes, yeah. It could be something like that. Right. It's tough to really gauge the direction of a Pokemon game because they kind of just do their own thing. I'm sure people would have anticipated at the beginning of this year that the Diamond and Pearl remakes would have been this year, and they came out of nowhere and said, "Haha, we're doing an expansion." And it's like, oh, wow, they're actually doing DLC. Cool. We we don't have to buy a third version because you're doing these expansions. It doesn't necessarily mean there won't be a third version. It just kind of creates that illusion. So it would be interesting to see how they address Pokemon, especially with it being an anniversary year. Right. Do you go big? Do you go back to Kanto? But mm-hmm. we did that with Let's Go Pikachu. Right. So I don't know if you want to return to that right now. Or maybe you go to the second generation. I don't know region name of that one Johto I'm sure someone will correct me that's probably the third generation I don't know the names um, but I would expect Pokemon should be something fairly significant as well in 2021 and man if they come up with even a fraction of this yeah, like between Zelda and Metroid Pokemon damn that's a good year it, absolutely and a revision of hardware right no I, I, th- I think you're right I, I think they're definitely they're definitely launching themselves into next year with with a lot of momentum. Yeah, uh, I'm, looking, and I'm looking forward to it. I think 
I, look, they've had a great year this year as far as sales, no no question about it. But I definitely think they're ready to 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 get to, you know to win. I, I don't want to say win fans back because they didn't lose any fans, but a lot of people this year were very confused about the marketing and about what 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 was going on. You know, the directs, the partner showcases, all that stuff. A lot of different things were happening, but I think next year is probably going to return to some sense of normalcy as far as what we expect from Nintendo. And I think the games, there'll be directs that uh, just kind of regular directs again. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a, a huge year. Yeah, you can almost view 2020, and I'll use a sports reference here, as that rebuilding year that you somehow won the Super Bowl with. Yep. You had like, you had your QB, but the rest of your players were walk-ons or just random free agent signings that you didn't really have any major hopes for, but they came through when you needed them. But 2021, that's when you build a dynasty. That's right, yeah. And that's what 2021 is shaping up in my mind. They're coming off this year saying, we got lucky, we've had great success, but next year we're going to drive home that point. We're going to bring our big franchises. We're going to bring Mario, Zelda, Metroid, Pokemon all those franchises you know and love because we had a little off year last year but this year we're about to be real and 2021 is our real competition with PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and we're not losing any of that momentum that 100 million hardware sales figure we're hitting it and we're going to blow past it and with the momentum of the revision behind us these sales are flying Mm -hmm. and that's what it seems like Nintendo's going to be doing in 2021 and I know people usually say we're very pessimistic and this one has been overly optimistic. <laughs> but yeah. Nintendo for 2021 has me excited on the premise of what should be. Yeah, I agree. Okay, I have one really important question and um, I, think, I think I'll think i be done and it's very important. So the Game & Watch, when can I pre-order a Game & Watch, Nate? What's going on there? You know... I had been wondering that myself for the last few days, especially in North America. I go to the Best Buy site, says, coming soon. And I look at the date and I say, what do you mean coming soon? Like, we're in, it's October 20th. <laughs> yeah. Coming yeah. soon. It's, it comes out November 13th. Right. Supposedly. Supposedly. And when can I make this pre-order Nintendo? Are you not doing them? Are you... I thought Microsoft and Sony did pre-orders bad for hardware coming out this holiday. And nope, there's Nintendo with the worst handling of hardware pre-orders for holiday 2020. They're not even opening them. Yeah. And then, but they came out today to let everyone know. They'll be on shelves until the end of March. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to pre-order one if I can. <laughs> I, I, think, I think if I was to speculate, they're, they're trying to get the FCC filing approval Um and it's just coming in really hot, so they, they may not have enough time to get pre-order sold for it. Oh, man. Cause that, that's what I You know think. this is going to be hardware that Nintendo manufactures about uh, 100,000 of them. Yeah, I was going to say 1,000 <laughs> of them. Say, oops. <laughs> like, we'll have another wave before yeah. before the end of March. Like, Thanks, guys. <laughs> like, the worst part is all other regions in Europe. You already, you could put in orders, yep. and I think there was one outlet, one retailer in North America who had them up, like B and H or something like that, or H and H. Yeah, and 
nobody else. I go to Amazon, I go to Best Buy, I go to GameStop every day seeing if they have it and it's always coming soon. We'll notify you. And so I'm like, it's almost November. Did Nintendo forget they're releasing this? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I I think this one's this to, to their credit, this one's kind of out of their control. I think it's just the FCC thing, but um, hopefully, yeah. hopefully that will get taken care of. But you know, you would have thought that that'll be that have all been done by now, and they were well on their way to getting pre-orders and, and everything. But yeah. hopefully, we'll get like, them soon. Especially this type of—I mean, it's a pure collector's item. Nobody's really going to be opening this game and watch and sitting there playing Mario or Mario Two and using the clock on this thing. Because I mean, it's the game and watch. The screen's not that big, and why would I play those two games when I can play them on the Switch? And it's a pure collector's item. You probably want to gauge interest a little bit so yeah. you could get some pre-orders in and begin that manufacturing process. Maybe they surprise us and they produce a ton of them. Hopefully, but we'll find out. I'm I'm sitting there. I'm waiting for fifty dollars to hand it over to you, but you just <laughs> don't seem to want it. <laughs> We'll go, we got a few Streamlabs questions. We have a $5 donation from The Dark Void who writes, Hey, Nate, Nate here. I have a question. Do you think it will be a great idea for Nintendo to add a 4G or 5G antenna in the next gen Switch? I think that this feature might be added. Also, Mario Sunshine is a great game. To your last point, it is not. <laughs> now, to your actual question, it is a interesting idea i like the prospect that you are proposing and it reminds me of when sony implemented 3g on the playstation vita and they partnered with at&t and charged 30 dollars a month for the data plan to use it the problem would probably more come down to functionality and cost if nintendo somehow devised an application where if you had at&t t-mobile sprint verizon whatever mobile service you have in your respected region and you could just log into your account and that allowed you to use your data plan, then I could see it working. But I don't know if Nintendo would have to make a deal with all these providers and you know those type of things. It definitely would have potential. It'd be great to be on a train and play some online multiplayer in a game, especially with 5G, because you know train Wi-Fi is spotty. It doesn't work all that well. Or if you're just in the middle of a park somewhere, and you go, I guess the other solution to that is you could just make your phone a hotspot and you could connect to that. But to have to remove that simple barrier by putting a 4G or 5G antenna, it would be really intriguing. Unfortunately, it's not something I see Nintendo really pursuing. Yeah, I mean, all the things you just said are a level of complexity above what Nintendo is really interested in right now. I think <laughs> I think the Switch was was is purely been built as a game system. The Wi-Fi is, is going to be enough to suit what they want and i don't necessarily think it's gonna they're gonna they're gonna go beyond that one thing nintendo should do for a next gen switch is actually have an ethernet port on the dock or hardware yeah that's a good something. that's a great idea they should totally look at doing yeah. that i think that's that's a very clever idea yeah that's the one thing that continues to elude them we then had a dollar donation from jackie g who writes, other than Halo and Psychonauts, do you believe we will see any other game releases from Xbox in 2021? Keep up the great work. I think... I wouldn't be surprised to see Forza in 2021. Yeah. I think Forza's, um, 
Forza is probably a 2021 game. Yeah, then you have Halo Psychonauts. I'm sure Microsoft has a couple other things from their internal studios at the ready for 2021 that they simply have not announced or revealed yet. We still don't know about the initiative game that is supposed to be revealed in 2020, whether or not that plan remains, you know, on the cards. We don't know. We'll find out. Matt Booty did promise us it in 2020, maybe the Game Awards, but you certainly can't dismiss the idea of maybe the initiative game is a late 2021 release, but Microsoft, Microsoft is still in the process of building, but I think, I think they'll surprise us with a few things in 2021. They just have to get to the point of announcing them. Then had a dollar donation from Mr. Pete, 1985, who writes, I never realized crunch was shit bad. Is there anything average consumers can do to help devs? I feel like purchasing rewards this manage- rewards this mismanagement, but not buying a game or waiting for discount hurts dev bonuses. Yeah, crunch is a very serious issue in this industry and in other industries. And that's one of the key points that I love that Matt made in our previous podcast about crunch. He did touch on how some studios approach crunch with some sensibility. Others don't have crunch at all. And others, it is a horror show. And if people haven't listened to that episode yet, I encourage that you do. And what the average consumer, it's tough to really say what you can do about the situation. Because as you said, if you don't buy the game, it could potentially hurt bonuses or a company could look at it and say there's no interest in the game. And if you do buy it, it may encourage management to continue with their poor handling of time and all these other factors. The best way to really approach it is if you hear about it, tweet, talk about it, make it known. And when it becomes a bigger issue, when everyone's talking about it, the company has to acknowledge it. But it's it's a really tough situation because you do want to support developers and you don't want to support those greedy suits up top that are the ones causing these problems. And unfortunately, there's really no simple solution to it. I agree with you, Nate. I I, I don't think you know boycotting games is is the answer. You know, it like you said, it does or potentially could affect uh, bonuses. Mm-hmm. We certainly want developers to get paid, but yeah, I think I think that really the 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 way forward here is to signal boost this stuff. You know, if you see it, if you hear about it, um, if there's a, a new, you know, Jason Schreier expose on Company XYZ about it, you know, retweet it. I mean, call it, call these people out, call these companies out. You know, yep. th- there are some really good companies out there that that don't rely on crunch. But unfortunately, there are companies out there that still do. And and I think it's important just to let everyone know who they are. And and if there's anything like that that continues, call them out. I I think that's that's the way way forward. And and hopefully over time, changes will be be made and, (laughs) and, you know, change will happen. So I think that's the way to go. Change definitely needs to happen. Then had a dollar donation from Robin who writes, I loved Starlink on Switch. Do you think Nintendo will or should let Ubisoft develop a Star Fox game? While I prefer the mission structure of Star Fox 64 or even Assault, I'd be happy if the series goes Ubisoft open world 
if it's that or nothing. No, no, I would not be happy. I think, I think if it's if there's a new Star Fox game, it's got to be Dylan Cuthbert or nothing. Ooh. And that's probably not something that's going to happen because I know he runs his own company these days and very successful <laughs> one at that. But you've got to get the old band back together if you're going to make a Star Fox game, I think. Yeah, see, I played Starlink. I wasn't a huge fan of the game in the end. It was far too repetitive, and it just fell into that Ubisoft formula of rinse and repeat. And I like some of the ideas they were going with. I don't necessarily believe it fit Star Fox in a really great way. I think I agree with you there, MVG. I think if you had Dylan come back with the original vision and he crafted it, you could potentially take Star Fox into a new direction. And he tried with Star Fox 2, which we really only got our first exposure to in recent years. And a lot of those ideas were reused in, I believe, it was Star Fox Command and in Star Fox Zero a bit. And, you know, Star Fox is a game that needs to evolve. I don't think open world is necessarily that direction. It needs to evolve in. But it's... It's a weird time for Star Fox. There's definitely a place for it. It's just, what direction do you take with it? And unfortunately, the Star Fox GP idea would have been a cool idea for Star Fox to go in. Otherwise, like I like the arcade structure of the older Star Fox games, but that type of structure simply is not feasible in the modern market, especially if you try to charge $60 for a game that you can beat in an hour and a half. Yep. And Star Fox is never going to be just a digital-only game for $20. So you really have to reinvent the whole franchise. And if Nintendo's up to it, I think they could do a great job, get Dylan on board, and see what you guys can create. But Or I don't... the collection idea. You've got Star yeah. Fox 64, Assault, <laughs> and Zero as a collection. Yeah, you do that. And Star Fox definitely isn't dead. I expect that we do see the return of Star Fox. Not necessarily in 2021, maybe beyond that, but that would be a hell of a year if they added that to it too. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but Star Fox will come back. It's just what form will it come back in? Hopefully yeah. they are able to reinvent it in an exciting new way. I do agree with you. It's it's It would be very difficult to to bring back Star Fox and make it a full-priced game. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a shame because I, I enjoy those games. We then had a $5 donation from Skittittles. It writes, Nate, MVG, I hope you didn't miss me too much. I've been starting to wonder, after the Series X launches, what will be the what will be the next first-party game to hit the system? Psychonauts 2? Halo? Flight Sim? Everwild? Forza? <laughs> My money is on Psychonauts. I would say Psychonauts. I think that was supposed to come out this year, and it got, it got pushed. Um, so I think Psychonauts is probably a spring 2021 game for microsoft yeah out of that list i would definitely say psychonauts 2 halo will probably be a holiday release everwild i think was very early in development even when they showed it so that's probably a ways off flight simulator could probably really be anytime microsoft wants but i don't think yeah yeah i mean they've got the game they just you know they need to get it on the on the new hardware and and everything Mm -hmm. and and make it accessible enough that you can play the game with just a controller in your hand you don't have to worry on you know worry about a keyboard and worry about 100 different key presses to do different things on an airplane 
but um i'm sure microsoft <laughs> will, are already thinking about those things and they've coming up with it with a solution for it so I, I would expect flight simulator to come out i just don't know when that would be but yeah probably sometime next year i, I would expect an announcement for that game yeah and forza i think you know we still have to have the car from the stage moment before we yeah have that release so that's probably be second half yeah or... if there is an e3 next year then yeah. there'll be a, a car and and all that stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> be interesting to see how microsoft really approaches 2021 because a lot of those games that they had originally shown were a little more distant especially compared to what sony had been showcasing earlier this year so psychonauts 2 is probably the best bet based on what we know microsoft has in their stable right now mm-hmm. and that's the last Streamlabs question for today as always if you would like to support the channel we have a Streamlabs link in our description below donate a dollar or more Ask a question. We will answer it at the end of the episode. Donate $100 or more. We will dedicate the episode to you. And I'd like to thank MVG for joining me on this topic today. Thanks for having me on, Nate. That was was fun, man. I really enjoyed it. It was fun. It was fun to explore the possibilities of Nintendo and how they've turned a year of disaster into a year of success for themselves. And 2021 looks to be a year of hopefully great success for them and a lot of awesome games for us. And if you enjoy this topic, give the video a like. If you didn't, give it a dislike. Let us know your thoughts on Nintendo's 2021 potential in the comment section below. And why don't you guess what the Quantic Dream Switch release could be in the comment section? I'll be interested to see some of your guesses. And as always, continue to embrace the hate.